0: this is Angie H and welcome to Thursday Thoughts Over Tea. This is your weekly dose of tea where we dive right into holistic health, societal issues, and even a platform that gives you that motivation and inspiring thoughts that would help you see the rainbow even in your darkest cloud. So I want you to sit back, grab that cup of tea, and enjoy the show. Good morning and welcome to Thursday Thoughts Over Tea. I am your host, Angie H. Herb, herbalism, holistic health, all these things. Is it that they're demon worship? Or are they a great asset to whatever you're doing um, in your health? That is a question that I asked this week, and I got some awesome responses. Um, and I asked, why Why does it seem that herbalism has this stigma? Um, some people say that it's devil worship, and you shouldn't do it, and things like that. And, and I'm just asking, why? It's natural. It comes from the ground. Um, you can grow a lot of the herbs and dry them out in your home. Um, you actually know what you're putting in your body. You don't have to Google a bunch of big words. Well, you know, the proper name for a lot of herbs is a funny word. But um, you know exactly what it is because you prepared it or you had someone to prepare it. So, I, you know, I asked that question and some of the responses that I got. Um, uh, one response from... Uh, a guy named knowledge he said that people fear what they don't what they don't understand. I agree, I totally agree. Um, and then my husband um, <laughs> my husband stated as he commented on it um, that this is what we were doing and our ancestors was doing and then when it came um, to society now it has been demonized. You shouldn't do it. Um, and one one of my Facebook friends said, um, "Chantel, she was like, it goes against pharma. Um, it goes against your doctor, so it takes away money from the doctors and the pharmacists and people that deal um, with medication. So that was why I asked that because why? Why?" does it have such a bad rim and and when you say that you are herbalist or that you do things naturally um you get these side eyes these um glares then you get these whispers and she's into voodoo and hoodoo and black magic now you know you got to watch her she's and she's going against the bible and i don't know which what bible everybody is reading Um, Or if they're even reading it, because a lot of times we go by what we are told, not what we know, not what we've researched. Um, it's, It's good to learn from others. It's good to learn from your pastor and it is it's good to learn from him. But also you need to take what he say and go and read it for yourself. You can't go by everything that somebody say because they're only telling you what they were taught. How do you know that they even researched and read it for themselves? So, about almost two years ago, I started um, a holistic journey. Um, I started incorporating herbal herbs and different things like that, um, herbal capsules and all these different things. You know, my husband was researching. Hey, I heard this thing. Um, works these herbs will work for x y and z um for example i have a fibroid so now i have capsules and things like that that i created that will help to shrink that combat that different things like that people have hot flashes you know one of my facebook friends commented that she i made her a tea that was For her dealing with hot flashes. And she said it works for her. So. My thing is. We are sitting here. Not incorporating certain things. That we know. Are natural. Because someone told us that it was bad. Not that we have tried it. But because someone told us. That it was bad. So why do we take what everybody say with so much um, conviction that if we don't do what they told us was wrong, then we are going against them. Um, I have so many people that will go they will reach out to me and do you have a little tea for this and can you make me something for that? But they will never say Oh my gosh, I got I got this tea from her and it works, it helps. They will never say that in public. Um, because they don't want they don't want people to look at them differently because they decided to drink a tea um, that was grown in the earth and dried out and made into a into leaves where I can put it into a tea blend that I blend personally. Um they will not say that because that, then that makes them look different. I don't want people looking at me, but I want your help. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying go to holistic health and herb, herbs and don't take your medicine. That is not what I'm saying. But it could be a great addition to what what you're already doing. It could help it. But I just, I just, I just find it very funny that our grandparents. And their grandparents taught them different things along the way to help to heal because we had to figure out how to heal ourselves. Like our ancestors had to figure out how to heal ourselves because it wasn't ready for us. We were slaves. Let's be clear. Our ancestors were slaves. Do you really think that they was getting ready to give us medicine out of their cabinets? Or even let let their doctors check us out? So what, what we had to do, we had to figure it out we had to work with what we had and so those same traditions have been passed down but then it gets to this new generation and it stops because it's bad for whatever reason it's bad so that's my thing like why why but I rather I much rather (coughs) I much rather try it After researching it, then not try it. Because it's natural. It came from the earth. I know exactly what I'm putting into my body. If it's peppermint, I know it's peppermint and not peppermint and something else. If it's hibiscus, I know it's hibiscus and nothing else. So that is the thing that is funny to me. And then when you get to those people that it's biblically... They say it's biblically not correct. It's black magic. But those same people... Will read every miracle... In the Bible. And God did things... And signs and wonders... And and they're doing... And they're saying all this stuff... But as soon as you say you do herbs... you a demon... And you worshiping the devil... Because you decided to use some... Some grass and hay... Or whatever from the earth, but those same people will shout the praises about the blind man in the Bible. Jesus literally spit in mud, mixed it together, and slapped it on this man's eye so that he could see. Frankincense and myrrh is throughout the Bible. Which, by the way, frankincense... Is very good for skin, for those of you that need it for skin. Just throwing it out there. But it's a lot of different things that are listed in the Bible that we can still use today. But people conveniently stop reading so that somebody else can interpret what they should think. I'm sorry. I, I researched. My husband's researched. We, we tried to figure out different things we read um, because so long we were bound to these different traditions that someone's going to have to tell me. Now, granted, back in the day, we weren't allowed to read, so we had to be told different things, but we don't have that excuse now. We have technology. You can download an ebook. You can Google and compare. It's different things that you can do. Stop allowing people to stop you from doing something that you want to do because they say that it's bad and they can't tell you why. They can't tell you why. That's just what I was told. So I, I, just, I just find it very funny <laughs> that that is what we knew. And this, like I said this week in my question of the week, I don't believe that we're supposed to be drinking hot toddies <laughs> as kids. Anybody don't know what a hot toddy is? That is a white liquor, honey, that they mix, and they, that breaks up that coal in your chest. You know, it's a decongestant. And a, that's what we have with cold. I don't think that grandma's supposed to be giving us hot toddies. But guess what? She did what she knew and what she was taught. She put that white liquor, that honey, and a little bit of lemon, and she boiled it on that stove. And she said, drink it hot. And it worked. But then those same people went through all that and used that. But nobody's reading the NyQuil bottle and it's a little bit of alcohol in it. Cause it worked. So all I'm saying is you are trusting a system. That you don't know everything that's put in the body, in your body. And you got recall at the recall. But then someone that said, hey, you know what? I'm going to try these herbs. Everybody has the most to say. Because someone has gotten to our minds and told us that this is not a good thing. This is bad. So, like I said, about two years ago, I started studying herbalism. I got certified in herbs. Do I know everything? Absolutely not. It's a herb for everything, but I do research. People that are that wants to start trying to use herbs and things like that, I research that in interaction with their with their drugs that they're getting and the prescriptions that they're getting from their doctors because synthetics and natural interact, which can cause a major problem. So you it's ha, it has to be research done. It has it requires reading. But I just wanted to just say, stop allowing people to make you think that it's something bad. If it's something that you want to try because you want to be healed in your body, well, try it. Stop allowing people to change your mind just because they're not open to new possibilities. People that are not open to new possibilities and change, of course, they don't want to be out there by themselves. So, of course, they're going to tell you something's wrong with it. Think for yourself. Do what is best for you and your body because that's the body, that's the temple that you have to live with. Stop allowing people to tell you what to do with your body and your life because it works for them. We are uniquely made. Everything don't work for everybody. Stop trying to allow people to tell you to follow this blueprint and be a carbon copy of everybody else in the world when you were made to be different. If you want to drink a peppermint tea for your headache, you need a little bit of chamomile and lavender because you can't sleep. You want to try a little ashwagandha for your anxiety? Do so. Women, you need a little red clover, a red raspberry leaf for those crazy cycles, (laughs) menopause, take it. Drink the tea. It's natural you don't know what kind of calming effect or whatever you need it to do but stop letting people talk you out of using herbs because they won't they are not you and until we open up a book you know it was said you want to hide anything from anybody put it in a book that's sad because they know that people will rather be told than to research and read So, that's my thoughts. That is how I feel. Um, Again, it is me. That's that's my personal opinion. But, I take herbs. I create a herbal capsule. We take a book of herbs in capsule form every day. (laughs) Every day. So, I pump my kids elderberry syrup from November until the end of flu season stays in my house it uh, it boosts their immune system of course I add other herbs and stuff that boost it but so as for me and my house we gonna use the herbs Whatever everybody else choose to do but I just wanted to just put it out there stop allowing people to change your mind it's so much and, and another thing I think happens is that natural takes too long and we have been taught that the medicine and the prescription it's got to be working because it happens so fast but do we know that it's really working or is it masking um the problems and it appear to make us feel better or is it a mental thing and we're thinking, because it came from the doctor, that it's working, so we're tricking ourselves to thinking that we're really healing. But we don't know. Uh, we're in a microwavable society now, so if it doesn't happen rapid it doesn't happen fast, it can't be working. Rapid does not mean better. i rather have it last and take its time than to have it fast And I'm causing more problems. So that's my opinion on herbalism. (laughs) Coming from the herbalist herself. That is, like I said, that is my personal opinion. But stay tuned after the break. I'm going to give you two famous um, herbalists for our Black Excellence 365 moment. Be right back. Guys, coach Angie here defining our purpose what does that mean to you what does that entail what does that look like what do you feel that you may need in order to define your personal purpose could it be you need a little inspiration and motivation could it be that you need something that's going to help you with your spiritual growth And personal growth. Could it be that you need just a little jump start to begin that holistic health journey that you keep saying that you're going to start? Well, you can find some of these things to help you on my website, www.definingourpurpose.com. If you click on the DOP tab, you can actually find my devotional workbook, Inspirations. A-N-N-E-S-P-I-R-A-T-I-O-N-S. This is something that helped me in my dark days and I wrote it from a place that I needed um to find my own personal spiritual growth. Also, you can click on the Niece Charles tab, and there you will find my holistic products that I create by hand, as well as my coaching and different services that I provide. No matter what you need, just know that you don't have to do it alone. That there is someone that you can talk to, and I'm that person. If you need me, definingourpurpose.com is where you can find all the information. Also, inspirations is also find on Kindle and Amazon. Hello and welcome back to Thursday Thoughts Over Tea and we are at our Black Excellence 365 moment and I have two herbalists to share with you. The first one is James Steele. He was born in 1812 um, passed away in 1882. Now <clears throat> he was a medical doctor and a herbalist. Even though the Steele family um, were poor, they still had um, made it available to their children to read and to learn. And so, um, medical, like medicine and botany, were always something that James um, was interested in. Um, so he began to um, study these things. He Work, at 18, he worked as an indentured servant um, up until the time, till so he was like 21, and he was given some money and different things to start on his way. So, he always was into botany, um, so he was able to go on a farm. Um, after his second wife, he had a farm and he was growing different plants and stuff, and that is when his career actually started. Um, He created what was called a cough bomb um, using the herbs and things that he grew right on his farm. Um, He created this cough bomb. And how many of you know that it takes one person to try your stuff? Love it. Like business, you can use whatever social media platforms that you would like to use, but word of mouth will always boost your business. He tried and had successful um, used from one person and they told everybody and then it went from there. Um, and because of that, that is what made him famous. Pharmacists, two pharmacists came to him for this bath, this cough bomb. <laughs> Sorry, not bath bomb. Um, this cough bomb. Um, so two pharmacists came to him and they will buy up everything that he could make. So Every batch of cough bomb that he could make, they bought it. And that is how um, he really became known for um, the medical doctor and the herbalist because he created this thing that worked so great that people wanted to buy and sell it themselves. So that is about James Steele. And he was actually the first herbalist that I learned about in my herbalism course. but we we know that um, herbalism started in the 1600s so it's something that in African American culture that has been done but James still was considered a medical doctor and of course they questioned him because like where did you get the education to be a doctor and different things like that but that cough bomb is what made him famous because he created something from the earth that was beneficial and other people needed it and wanted it, so they bought it from them and sold it. So that is James Steele. Um, our next one is a native to North Carolina, um, Emma Dupree. She is an influential um, herbalist in Pitt County. Um, so that is, she's a native to Pitt County, North Carolina. Um, she was born in 1897. She died in 1992, and she was called, um, in that town, Granny Woman. Um, And this is the lady. Um, She was a daughter of free slaves. Um, So she worked with herbs. So she would make different concoctions and different things. But the the herbs that she's known to use the most um, were sassafras, white mint, uh, mullein, catnip, and sick silkweed um and what she would do is she would go um in her backyard with a pot and fire um and she would take these different herbs depending on what condition you needed um she would take that herb and boil it over a fire and create a tea um she would create this tea for the people in the city so they would go to her for different for different things um, if a child had colic, she would use some of the herbs. Um, they had a stomach ache. They had poor circulation, blood circulation. She would make these different things in a pot over a fire. And that is Emma Dupree. So that is my thing. These things have been done um, so far and so long ago. And they were just traditions that were passed down. But now we get into a place that um, people are frowning upon them. People don't want to do them. People don't want to use them. For whatever reason, it's a bad thing now. But according to James Steele and Emma Dupree, they were what was needed in their time that healed the body and it worked. That has been our Black Excellence 365. Again, two influential herbalists um, in American history. Thank you for joining me. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Thursday Thoughts Over Tea. I hope that you enjoyed the show. If you feel so inclined, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Heart Radio, Google Podcasts, Apple, TuneIn, and wherever you get your awesome podcasts. And also on anchor fm so remember we're here every thursday for some much needed chit chat over your hot cup of tea